0: Welcome to A Story of God's Grace, presented by the Alumni Relations Department at Bob Jones University. Today, I am excited to share a conversation with Stephen Lee, founder and CEO of Sermon Audio, a website older than Facebook. Stephen was eager to share what the Lord has taught him through the business of building Sermon Audio from the ground up. Recently, Sermon Audio began releasing space on the campus of Bob Jones University, And this has opened new doors of opportunity for Stephen and his team to partner with faculty, students, and alumni in their mission of making Bible-believing preaching accessible to all corners of the globe. So without further ado, here is Stephen's story. What excites you the most about, you know, being the founder of Sermon Audio, what you get to do every day, what, what your broader vision is?
1: Reaching people with preaching. Basically, in a nutshell. I love preaching. I think God uses the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. That's God's way. Even though it seems foolish to it's always seemed foolish, but certainly nowadays in our high-tech world and media-laced world, it seems really foolish, old-fashioned, is it really effective? It's God's way. And so uh, we believe in it. We've always believed in it. It's going to be the way to the very end. And so what excites me is that we are able to reach more people with preaching. Matthew 24, uh, 14 is written uh, on the wall out there. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness to all nations and all the world. And then the end shall come. Basically, this is this is what's going to happen to the very last day. And it's great to know that we have one small part in that.
0: That's cool. Mm -hmm. Sermon audio is kind of like almost a great grandfather on the internet with, with how fast technology moves, but with how long, you know, the only internet's only been around for about 30, you know, 35 years. How have you seen the opportunities kind of expand since you first started back in 2000, 2001?
1: Well, Well, back when we first started, it was really just about getting audio out there and poor quality audio at that, like telephone quality, basically 16 kilobits is what we were dealing with. Um, And that's telephone quality or am radio quality and that was acceptable you can get the message across and all that but the way things have changed obviously uh, bandwidth has increased connectivity to different devices that's increased video has increased and uh, the ability to do things live is now is now very common but Back when we first started, it was really just about audio, which is why we called ourselves Sermon Audio. But over the years, we have, we have kept up with all the, the, the changes in the actual format, whether it's higher quality audio or now video with multiple bit rates or live streaming. Uh, none of that is a problem. And the multiple devices and the screen sizes and all that. We, uh, we support it all. So that's some of the ways that we've changed.
0: Yeah, I can remember growing up, listening to cassettes of sermons from my pastor whenever we had visiting people in my dad would always request those because it wasn't somebody we'd heard before so we had a couple cassettes of that and then i i remember being taught in my church's sound booth how to put the master copy in and then duplicate it over mm-hmm. to another copy of the cassette and then as we talked about i remember finding out about sermon audio could hear other preachers in other places so i've been encouraged just by the ability that we have to share, and I wanted to circle back real quick. I think it is a good reminder, you know, watching that board out there populate with um, the names of the folks that are, you know, the, the person in the place that's listening to a preacher, it is a good reminder that the church is full of humans, and yet it's God's plan, and his shepherds are the ones that he's chosen to deliver his word. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just really neat to see a ministry dedicated to that. And uh, I'm I'm just I'm in awe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking to cassette tapes, uh, that's how we started. Obviously, cassette tape, the cassette tape, the magnetic cassette tape was the way of uh, distributing uh, audio, medium, whatever, whatever is music or preaching or or anything else. And so we we uh, have a tribute to that on our wall out here where we have a wall, part of the wall full of cassette tapes. And s- those cassettes represent some of the first sermons that we uploaded to Sermon Audio. So that's kind of uh, a nice thing for us. As far as the wall the, that you're referring to, yeah, it is nice to know that those are actual people that are listening to sermons. Uh, too often when we look at a report on downloads and things, we just see a bunch of numbers and things. But it's, it's important to be able to visualize on a map where these people are and that each dot represents a person listening to a sermon. And those are real people that have real needs and they're listening to truth.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. What is the most important thing you do every day?
1: The most important thing I do every day is spend time with the Lord every morning, without question, without fail. That is the most, hands down, the most important thing That happens every day if i miss that for whatever reason usually because of uh, some scheduling problem my whole day is off without any hesitation i'll say that that is the most important thing in my whole day and it usually takes me about an hour sometimes two hours and it's really i i don't have my phone with me and i i usually take a walk but when I take a walk, I take my Bible with me, and so I'm reading and I'm praying. The most important thing, hands down, um, that is that is where I get so much blessing and benefit. I get my sort of my marching orders for the day mm. during that time, and then I start my day.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is there anything that you can't go without doing when you're at work? Or is there anything that's like, this is, this is why I'm here today?
1: Yeah. I'm always checking the health of the site. I'm, I'm That's something that I'm constantly doing is checking the health of the site. We have the site operating in multiple areas. So we have the vault here. So that's a big part of it now making sure that everything is operational in there. Um, and then we have pieces in the cloud here and there. So just making sure the site is behaving the way it's supposed to. We check emails. Obviously, we answer the phone. Um, But um, most of my day nowadays is spent not as much in the coding side because we have programmers and interns to help with that. But my day is more spent on things that are more relational. So emails, correspondence, uh, on the phone quite a bit
0: who has made the biggest impact in your life
1: I would say if if uh, if I had to think about that the man that has had the biggest impact overall humanly speaking would have been my former pastor his name is Alan Cairns and in my mind the greatest preacher um, he was a fiery Irish preacher but he was ministering here in Greenville and at Faith Free Presbyterian Church and it was under his ministry that I gained assurance of my salvation and it was under his ministry that I that I gained a great love for for preaching and for the art of preaching I'm not a preacher but I sure have an appreciation for it and it was really you had to trace the line, it was really through his influence, therefore, that Sermon Audio started because it was a desire to get preaching like that to more people. Because faith
0: cometh by hearing.
1: And hearing, by the, and hearing by the
0: Word of God. Can I go on Sermon Audio and listen to Alan? Karen's, Carnes? Karen's, yes, you I'll can. Have to, I'll have to do that after yeah, this. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, absolutely can. Since Sermon Audio has begun, what is your process for determining what the next step is for the business and you know, for your family? Like what, what's the process that you go through? Is there, a, is there a sort of w- list that you go through and check everything off or is it, you know, just, you know, I know this isn't the answer, but is it just a feeling or, you know, how do you, how do you kind of navigate
1: that? <laughs> well, it's kind of a combination <laughs> of that, okay. to be honest, and it doesn't sound very helpful, but those morning walks, There has been more done during that time to help me take the next step, literally, than any other formula or system that that I use. During those walks, there's tremendous clarity of thought and of what we're doing, why we're doing it, where we're going, uh, what's at stake. what what things look like for me in 10 years, in 20 years, when I'm gone, the sum of my life, what do I care about? What do I think is important? You know, all of that. There's so much clarity during those times. When you're in the middle of a work day, you can't see anything. You're just looking at the next thing right ahead of you, which is why it's so important. And I I feel like it's, this is something that we're losing in our, in our day that's so busy is that uh, we're losing the ability to listen or hear the still, small voice of God. And it, it does, it's not a mystical thing. It just means that you're spending time with the Lord and He has all the answers and He's the fountain of all wisdom. So the fact that we're even sitting here at Bob Jones was the result of one of those walks. I was, I was at the end of my rope. We were running into some dead ends uh, sermon audio business-wise. I didn't see a future. And this idea, it, I would just say it came to me at at the time, at during one of those walks. And I took the next step and I contacted Dr. Pettit and the rest is history. But that has happened so many times and it's continuing to happen. Things that I never really would have planned or dream- dreamt of, but sort of comes to you it becomes very clear during those moments and then you have again to take those steps you have to take steps of faith but as far as direction and future nobody could have seen covid coming nobody could have seen the explosion of the need for live services Uh, a lot of nobody could have seen the need for us to be here nobody could have predicted what we're about to engage in here in a few months but all these things are strung along there is no master plan that that you make this 20-year thing there's it's just nobody knows that far ahead you you just take one step at a time but you have to have these moments of time enough where you can have clarity of thought it's a combination of of yes you use your brain you're thinking but you don't have all the ideas either and I, i just have to keep giving as much glory to God as possible because everything is completely, not because I'm so smart, but because the Lord has been leading us, I believe, every step of the way.
0: I want to ask you about the uh, the vision for getting sermons into multiple languages because I think that is such a huge thing. Um, And I've watched a little bit of your YouTube channel and I subscribed and just that that heartbeat for, okay, we have this repository over two million sermons, you know, in English, probably not all of them, but majority of them, but how can we start to get more sermons for more people to be able to
1: hear in their native language? So, the English speaking language actually has an embarrassment of riches when it comes to theological resources. We have so much preaching, we have so many books, and we have so much, you know, just resource the english-speaking world the other languages in the world have nothing that comes close and so and yet you have good and godly people there so it it was my desire to do what we've done for sermon audio but for say the spanish-speaking world or for the portuguese world chinese world or whatever so you have to do two things number one you have to have content that they can consume and then you have to have uh, the mechanism or the interface where it facilitates that consuming. And so in other words, you have to have the website, which is completely native in their language and then you have, or the app, and then you have to have the work with the churches to provide the content. And so we're, we're working along those lines. It's, it's taking a lot of effort because it's not that simple. Um, but through the interns that we have here at the school, we're able to build tools that will make that process doable you know everything on on a website every label every word has to be translated and that has to be done for every language and you start multiplying languages and you can't sustain that you, you can't uh, keep all that organized so you have to build a tool for a translator to come in and, and, and do that work and that's That's what we've been doing. We're almost there. I'd say we're a few weeks away from releasing that tool to translators. Once we have that tool, then we can open it up to any volunteer translator in any language that wants to have a shot at creating sermon audio in their language, both the phone and the website, and it can be done times 10 it will be very easy for us to do. So it will allow us to reach more people because the interface won't get in the way, which has always been English. We also then have the problem of content. You have to have enough sermons in Russian or whatever, right? And that, that can be done the traditional way where you're working with local churches and they're uploading sermons, and that's, that's good and proper. We, we want to do that. So we're working to that end. But there is another way to do it and this is sort of hold away right now in our r d stage but it's to use some of these new tools that are coming out now and it's very fast moving we're talking about ai tools and that's it's it's kind of a scary thing but it's not so scary when you talk about it in terms of one particular tool ai is The term AI is being bandied around (laughs) for lots of things. Right. (laughs) But there are certain tools that use language models that's able to, you know, quote-unquote, understand language a little bit better. And uh, we can use tools like that, for example, to help us take sermons that were preached in one language, like English, and have it re-preached, In other languages so that's that's a little bit of a of a research and development area but it's very exciting because what it does is it allows us to take one sermon and what we call globalize it
0: right that's uh, when I was sitting in staff meeting overhearing that eavesdropping it was just I was like yes this is what we should use AI putting quotes around that for, mm-hmm. uh, that's amazing. Did you ever imagine any of this when you were in undergrad as a computer science major no. at Bob Jones
1: university? Not, not even close. <laughs> Very few students really think that far ahead. Sure. Uh, even when I first started sermon audio, I didn't give it more than 10 years. I figured 10 years was probably the length of life just because I knew how tech companies come and go. And I figured 10 years is a good run. But we've been going for 23 years now. And as I mentioned before, that puts us older than Facebook and the iPhone. We came out right around the time that YouTube came out. Um, So to me, that's a miracle because technology companies don't hang around for very long unless you're very, very big. But I I I believe that we have a job to do. And it's a um it, it's a it's something that we take very seriously.
0: What's your favorite part of being, about being a husband and a father?
1: Oh, the favorite part about being a husband and a father I would say that it makes me a better person oh absolutely It's the being married and having children is probably the single most important factor that makes me more sanctified I mean I not to not to criticize uh, singlehood but I I just believe that if you don't have that component you know being married and with children I would say it's just really gonna be hard to 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 have that that part of your life fully formed there's a constant humbling. There's a constant b- being considerate of the other person. There's a constant being aware. Those senses are just heightened when you're a, a father and a husband. They're they're just heightened. Yeah. And it just makes you a better person all around. Um, but it helps me with sermon audio, of course, too. It makes you a better person in, in every area.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do your kids understand what Sermon Audio is? Like, when did they first kind of, like, get it?
1: Well, they understand. Um, I don't know if there was there's anything for them to get, I mean, in the sense that they grow up in something, and there's really no—it's not that special. It's not that amazing. Uh, it's just normal. So all of their life they've just known— a world where you know we've been tied into sermon audio and it would be like a person growing up in america yeah someone in africa looking at that sees tremendous uh, blessing there i was about to use the word privilege but that seems like a bad word nowadays (laughs) (laughs) but tremendous blessing there whereas an american growing up they probably don't think much about it i think it's the same with anything
0: well, and they, your kid's generation, I mean, you grew up at a time where, I mean, computers, well, computers have just changed dramatically from when you were in high school to now. And I mean, you can even look at the timeline out there on the wall to see how fast technology moving, and it just feels like it's a freight train that's out. It doesn't have any brakes, you mm-hmm. know, where it's just evolving, evolving. But especially to have a tool like Sermon Audio for your kid's generation who are growing up with, you know, so much access or so much you know potential to access technology mm-hmm. is so important since we're just constantly we hold our phone we're just being mm-hmm. constantly given as much information as we can you know manage to mm-hmm. put our put our eyes on
1: yeah obviously that's a, it goes both ways right it's a good thing and a, and a bad thing right yeah it's a good thing and a bad thing like with most things in life there's always good and there's always bad
0: but i wanted to know like was there a light bulb moment where you said i'm gonna put sermons on the internet"? Like, was there something that you, like, discovered, or you or were you on a website when you said, oh, this might be possible, or was it just a gradual leading of, this is what I'm skilled in, and this is what
1: I want to do? Well, the the desire was there, certainly the desire was there in a moment in time, sitting in the pew of, a, of, of our church, uh, to have this man be heard by more people, and... Uh, so that was that desire was there I'm sure at a particular moment in time I don't remember exactly when but um, and so just the way it goes is that we we have a skill to do something a, a programming technical skill and we just try it out see see how hard it is to you know upload something and to uh, take that file and encode it into a certain format and then make it available so that it can be streamed. Um, I don't know. It just seems like. It seems like a just a process without a beginning, you know, there's, there's no there's no distinct time when it began.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just doing that next right thing.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: either um, that or it's just so far away I can't remember sure
0: sure <laughs> I mean you've you've been doing it for a while now yeah. <laughs> one of the questions I wanted to ask was we, we just heard a testimony from my coworker of the impact that Sermon Audio had on the life of one of her family members how often do you hear those stories is there one that sticks out in your mind about just the reach Sermon Audio has and, and the ability that it has to do what you're desiring it to do what you think God has for it is there anything that comes to mind when I say that
1: Nothing in particular. uh, Although we do receive testimonials like that, with some regularity, quite a quite a lot over the years, both on the side of listeners who listen, and also on the side of broadcasters, uh, because broadcasters meaning the churches that upload the sermons, where they will be seeing visitors come in out of nowhere, you know, because they've been listening to their sermons, or they get these wonderful letters. And emails from people listening to their sermons. So those are always very encouraging. Of course, it's not our preaching that people are listening to. We're just a we're, we're just a transport. We're the facilitator, and that gives us satisfaction. You know, obviously. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's it's always a blessing to hear that, and we've had people write in saying that they've been saved, listening, to preaching on sermon audio. We've had people write in saying that they've been backslidden, terribly, horribly backslidden, and then come back to the Lord. We've had people saying that they were in a totally wrong way of thinking, like doctrine, false doctrine, and they've been straightened out by the teaching and preaching that they've heard. And so all of that is very encouraging, and uh, yeah, we can't get enough of it.
0: Yeah. Amen. All right. Is there anything that I didn't ask you you were prepared to, uh, to answer?
1: No, other than the fact to say that over the last number of years, I would say that prayer has become an extremely important component of what we do. Uh, not just personal prayer life, but uh, some years ago, back in 2019, December, at our conference in New York City, we launched something that we were attempting to do following in the footsteps of Jonathan Edwards, who was a great preacher back in the 1700s. But He was so burdened during his day that he wanted to get God's people together to pray together. And he called it United Prayer. Extraordinary United Prayer. Extraordinary meaning that it was just extraordinary, out of the ordinary. You have your ordinary prayers and then you have these extraordinary times of prayers where you're going to get a group of God's people that don't normally pray together to pray together. And the reason why he felt this is because he was following the pattern of the Bible. The Bible is full of this as well. The early church, during the Kings in the Old Testament, you had people coming together to pray. When Moses' hands were raised, the Israelites prevailed. When they fell, the Israelites were defeated. And that's a picture of prayer. There's a direct connection between our prayer life and what happens in the real world, if you want to call it that way. That has become more and more important to us. And I guess I would just encourage anyone out there to take a look, take another look at that, not only in your own life, but in the life of your church. And uh, we have a page written up on that. If they go to sermonaudio.com slash united prayer. Something that I would want people to understand is that we take that side of what we do very seriously, because We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers in darkness, high places.
0: On behalf of Alumni Relations at Bob Jones University, I would like to thank you for listening to this story of God's grace. Subscribe for more stories like this one, and check the show notes for a link to sermon audio and information about how you can join their weekly corporate prayer meeting. okay well let's uh put your room back together oh no yeah and uh and thank you so much yeah